Welcome to the Passion Business Podcast, the podcast for free spirits with a big idea who want to turn their passion into a business. I'm Anke Herman, and I'm your host. My guest today started out as a low-paid hairdresser trying to support her two little girls. So she decided to do whatever it took to create her own business. After much blood, sweat, and tears, she went on to create not one, but two $10 million companies. Her core genius is the ability to simplify complicated issues by creating simple, proven systems that are guaranteed to create dramatic growth. She's helped over 100,000 entrepreneurs increase their revenues by more than 3,000%. And she recently published her latest book, Power Your Profits, where she shares growth and system strategies that will take your business from $10,000 to $10 million in revenue. Welcome, Susie Carter. Hello and welcome, Susie. I'm delighted to have you here. Where in the lovely world are you? Well, today <laughs> I'm in San Diego. I'm staying at an Airbnb on the beach. Before that, I was in Vegas. Next week, I'm headed to San Francisco to go uh, visit my daughter there. And so I'm kind of nomadic right now. My home base is Oregon. So I live in Oregon. Um, and I'm in this stage where I'm traveling for fun, not just work anymore, just to be with my family and be with my close friends and work virtually, which is interesting, you know, but amazing that I can, we can, because of the, the profession we've chosen, be able to do that. So I'm loving it. Awesome. Awesome. Like this girl gets around. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, so what's your, what's your business? Who do you help? How do you support people? What do you do these days? Yeah. So I am a profit coach. Uh, so I do business development for entrepreneurs that want to build a seven to eight figure business, women who are taking their business as far as they can go. And they know there's another level to get to and help them streamline it, systematize it and grow a profitable business. My clients gave me that nickname, profit coach. I'm like, I'm a strategist. They're like, no, you're not. I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> They're like, no, you are the profit coach. I'm like, I love that. So I find money everywhere in somebody's business, right? That is my genius. I just see it all around you and want to help you monetize that, leverage it, work smart, not hard. That's my jam. Awesome. Awesome. I think everybody needs a Susie in their life. <laughs> Somebody who exactly. finds the, the hidden, the hidden, hidden money. So, well, I not, it's not my guess. I know you didn't start out like that, right? So how on earth did you get to where you are today? So if you, when you left school, you probably didn't think, oh, one day I'm going to be known as the profit coach. No, because I did not like math. In 10th grade, Mr. Syverson said, do not do anything that has to do with math. You're not good at it. And I'm like, I am so sorry, but who puts the alphabet in math? Like, you're going to confuse me more by putting some alphabet in with algebra. <laughs> so my vocation, I, you know, I, I grew up in a very large family. There was nine kids, right? 11 of us. We had 1,200 square feet, one bathroom, six girls. It was Bobby, Ronnie, Stevie, Terry, Joni, Shelly, Susie, Kelly, Debbie. And my dad's goal was when you're 18, get a job, get a husband, get out. <laughs> that was it. So I got a job. Right? I got out and then found my husband. Right. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm very coachable. 
<laughs> and so my vocation is I started out as a hairdresser and I got that husband and I didn't know anything about picking a husband at all. And that I, I did not pick a winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> so I got divorced very early, right? So I, we were only married for five years and I left that marriage with a six month old and a two year old. And I found myself with no alimony, no child support. Remember I said, I didn't pick a winner and realized I had to, I had to turn this thing around. Like I had to take care of my family. I, I didn't have family support, you know, it was me or it was nothing, right? Or we were on the streets. So I had to figure out the money thing. As a hairdresser, I did a quarter of a million dollars a year working three days a week. I bought a salon and spa. We did a million dollars our first year. Wait, wait, wait. How on earth did you get from, I'm going to know how to bring my kids, you know, to, <laughs> to, to wait, wait, wait. Like there was a bit of a jump there. <laughs> and then I'm here. <laughs> Girl, it was, it was bloody knees, bloody elbows. I had to, I think back in the day, look, I'm seasoned. And so you're talking about the eighties. There was no internet, right? There was no online learning. So I would go to the bookstore at night to figure out marketing. So how I could get more clients and I would bring my kids and my kids would go read their books and I'd get my books and I couldn't afford them. I couldn't afford to buy a $25 book because buying a $25 book or feeding my children, that was, you know, choose. So I would get the book. If I love the book, then I'd go to the used bookstore and buy it for 50 cents. Right. So very, I was starting to get really financially savvy, right? When you have to, you don't have a back door. I think most entrepreneurs have a back door, meaning they've got a scapegoat. They've got somebody who's helping them pay their bills. They've got a job and they're launching this vocation. Well, if you have a back door, you're never going to be that hungry. I had no back door. Like the reality, if I did not sell uh, $400 a day, I could not provide for my family. That was my goal. So I had to figure out how do I sell $400 a day? How do I sell $400 a day? And then when I would achieve it, right? So part of it was law of attraction and my mindset, right? Of attracting. Part of it was going out networking. I was in networking meetings. I started speaking even before I realized I was a speaker because I had to figure mm. out how do I speak to 50 women at a time? Because this one time, one woman, one woman, one woman, this is taking forever. I don't have that time. I got to sell $400 a day. Right? So and was it just you in the beginning? It was just like, me. Yeah. Because, you know, that you usually don't start out with a salon where you have 20 people working, right? So it's no, just you hustling. It was, just me. it was me hustling. That's when I did a quarter of a million dollars a year as a solopreneur, right? Wow. I, I had a station, we rented it, right? So it was a solopreneur. I was my own boss. I could do whatever I wanted to do. So three days a week, I did hair. Four days a week, I did marketing. I was at networking groups. I was I would go into corporations and speak to women on their lunch and learn. I didn't know how to do that. Look, I think back, I sucked. <laughs> so bad, so bad. But that day I got five clients and I'm like, this, I'm going to do this more. Five clients in an hour and they booked appointments and they came in. And so like, this is genius. Right? Nobody told me how to do that. I was just hungry. So then I would go to chamber of commerce meetings and speak there. And again, so what never would you speak about? I would speak about um, on average women who take care of themselves physically, get their hair done, wear makeup, earn 20% more than women who don't. So there's a part of your packaging. 15% of your financial success is based on your vocation. The other 85% is communication, your visual representation right? Asking for what you want. So all the stuff that I was having to do to build my own business, 
I was just teaching to women. You've got to package yourself. You got to dress to impress. You've got to, you know, I made my own little PowerPoint. I had my own little before and afters. Again, just thinking what would get them to say yes. And then my goal (laughs) was every woman should be chemically dependent on me. (laughs) I was a color expert, right? So I deemed myself as a color expert. (laughs) Isn't that funny? So... I would sell chemical services, right? Color, straighteners, highlights, multidimensional color, because that's where the money was. Mm -hmm. And so marketing myself that again, I didn't know, like pick your niche, none of that. I didn't know any of that at that time. I was just hustling, right? To go, I got to find these women. I've got to take care of them. I've got to keep coming, having them come back. And so that really became the foundation of what I did. Then Paul Mitchell heard about me through my sales rep. And they said, what are you doing? The average hairdresser at the time was making 30 grand a year and I'm making a quarter of a million dollars. See, that's why I was asking like, well, that's not normal, right? (laughs) And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, marketing. Most people are sitting around waiting. And I see that today that you're waiting for the phone to ring. You're waiting for people to sign up for a discovery call. Uh Uh-uh, you gotta go get them. They're not just coming. You gotta go get them. So then I started teaching cluster classes for Paul Mitchell. Now, again, I didn't know anything about a speaking business. I didn't know anything about, you know, I should have products. My client said, Susie, if you had a book, we would buy it. Like, oh my God, I'm going to write a book and they will buy it. I will be famous. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, (laughs) the day that I realized that this big, this big truck came. So I borrowed $25,000 from my retirement account, but really my, I I got remarried, right? To a wonderful man. I actually borrowed $25,000 from his retirement account because I didn't have that. (laughs) So we published our first book. We self-published it because there was only one publisher in the beauty industry and they said they rejected me, right? And I'm like, fine, I'll start my own publishing company. I don't like you anyways. (laughs) I started my own publishing company, published my first book. I ordered 2,000 books. I thought, oh, that should be easy to do, sell 2,000 books. The average speaker, the average writer sells less than 500 books. I'm ordering 2,000. Again, I didn't know. Nobody taught me how to do this. I'm just doing it. So the truck comes and they they literally, boom, drop off 2,000 books in my driveway. <laughs> and I'm looking at it like, that was the day I, pro- that was the day I was like, holy shit, I got to sell these now. Right. I didn't know about a fulfillment house. I didn't know anything about that in my garage, 2000 books. Like, <laughs> like, oh my God. Nativity. So we get these books and that, that was the first day I realized I had to sell them. I mean, I knew you had to sell them, but 2000, it was so, I, I wasn't connected to it until they dropped them off. And then I had to physically <laughs> Every single box, put it in my garage. Every single box, I'm praying. I got, God, please help me. I don't know how to do this. I don't know what to do with this. And I'm putting them in, just praying. <laughs> so then I got to speak at this major event in the industry. And again, I've had no formal speaking training. I want you to hear that. Like I, I didn't have it all together. I just had the hustle muscle, right? Like I wanted to make a profound difference. So I, I brought my books, we sold the books, right? It was our first event. I, I walked around <laughs> this convention with this button that said, supercharge your sales with Susie Fields. That was my, my name. 
And they're like, who's this Susie? I'm like, come to her class. She is amazing. And I'm handing these buttons out because I'm like, I got to hand these buttons out. I'm like guerrilla marketing. Come to the class. Come to the class. Handing my buttons out. Handing a bookmark out. Right. Come to the class. Come to class. We had 400 people in the class. I booked my year from that event. Right. Sold, you know, four cases of books from that event. And then people read the book that night and they were finding me the next day going, Susie, this book is so great. I'm like, it is? You like it? Again, <laughs> I didn't know. So I, you, that's where it all started, right? Is to go, you have to have that dream and you have to have commitment. And if you don't love what you're doing, find something else to do, right? It, small business, you know, business is hard. I've built 10 businesses, two $10 million businesses. This is my 10th business that I have right now. And you got to be really committed to it because there's days that you're paying other people before you're paying yourself, right? There's, you've got to be so innovative. 60% of small businesses closed during the pandemic. 60% went out of businesses, right? And I'm looking at what made us different. What made you different? What made me different? And the tenacity to change on a dime, the people that are trying to wait for it to get over. I was talking to a colleague. He runs one of the largest events in the country. He's, he's global. He went from $5 a year to $176 a year because he didn't pivot on a dime. He didn't pivot the bottom. He's like, I don't like to do trainings online. <laughs> and you're not going to, you're not in business. Like we don't know whenever it'll go back to normal. And I don't think it'll ever go back to normal, whatever our normal was in the past right? We're all using technology different. We're all being innovative. We're all looking at what's next, right? You've got to, you got to invest in your mind. You got to invest in your mind and your mind will fill your purse, right? What are the cutting edge things, right? Like you do, you, you're the tech expert, right? So people should be flocking to you right now to go, how do I monitor, how do I maximize this time versus sitting and waiting for it to get over? I don't like technology at all. Okay. Yeah. But that's the new reality. Totally. And I think really what I hear in everything you've shared, your whole story is full of that tenacity. Well, there is, I mean, you, you obviously had the hunger in the beginning, right? So you need that hunger. But there's also all that creativity, right? There isn't, you obviously went, <laughs> you know, like totally against the stream, you know, and whereas normally hairdressers would just wait for people to come. You went out and you acted and you find ways to, and I think if, if people apply that to whatever the business is, to think outside the box and think, how can I be more creative? Then, you know, and that, like, it's always uncertain. Like, we never know what's going to happen tomorrow. That, that then sense of you need to be able to, to, to pivot and, and um, adapt. Right. I think when I look at money, money is just an energy, right? Mm, And so creatives, are really tapped into their energy. And so I didn't know this back in the day, I was just in it, right? Now I'm more sophisticated, I've learned about how to attract and how to manifest and you know, understanding what I was doing. I didn't know what I was doing, I was just doing, right? And I'm like, I don't wanna be broke, I don't wanna be poor. You know, I, I, I went to um, the welfare office, right? And I was making too much money to get on welfare, which I wasn't making any money, right? But I was making too much money. They're like, well, you make too much money. I'm like, I, I can barely pay my bills. I'm in Southern California. And they're like, well, the only thing that you can do to qualify is quit your job. I'm like, why would I quit my job? I'm not quitting my <laughs> job. I don't need government cheese that bad, right? <laughs> but I left there like, 
I really have no back door. Like there's no support to go. I'm not quitting my job so I can get this money, which would barely have me eke by, right? That's not what I want either. And so when I realized that money was energy and money was creative, that's when I had a breakthrough because Mr. Cyberson's voice in my head was, you're not good at math. Well, I am when it relates to money. <laughs> you have me do algebra that I don't understand. Right? But if you tell me, you know, back in the day, I was like, how many colors do I need to do to hit my nut? right? To hit the number I need to take care of my children. Right now, same, how many units do I need to sell? How many people do I need to be in front of? How many people do I need to touch? How many people do I need to convert, right? That's all math, but to me, it's money, right? Math is money and money is fun. And so Ooh, nobody- I love that. I love that. I love that. I think that might just be the title of the episode. <laughs> right? Take that one. Take that one. Because we all love the benefit of it and yeah. people don't get their P&Ls. But if you don't look at that, you won't know what more you'll need to do. Right? And so everything in business boils down to a financial equation, right? Some kind of number. So you can't resist it or you're just, you know, I have clients that don't look at their P&L. They don't look at their numbers and they're wondering why they're struggling. Because you don't know what you need to know. Once you know, you can't unsee it. Once you know, I've got to sell this many units every single day. Like me, I had to do my $400 a day. I would just play a game. How am I going to get my $400? And if I had nothing on my books, I'm knocking on doors, right? If you have nothing on your books, pick up the phone, join a networking group, get online. We've got so many affiliate programs out there now. There's so much money around you, but you're letting your limitations stop you. Right. You're letting your, I don't know. I, I didn't know how to do half the shit I did, girl. Look, I, I ran, we had the largest training and development company. And what I saw, and you'll appreciate this, was people needed the information on demand. So in 2000, we created our first membership site. Mm. That first site in 2000 cost me a half a million dollars because there was no WordPress, there was no Kajabi, there was no click funnels or infusion soft. We had to build it from scratch, right? There was no WePay. <laughs> I didn't know anything about technology. And I'm like, half a million dollars, where am I going to get that? I didn't have that kind of cash flow. I'm like, I'll go raise money. So I found this organization. I learned how to raise money. Right. I learned how to have the have the conversations of raising money. I learned about the SEC. I learned about our private placement memorandums. I learned so much. Now, it took me four years to really master the conversation. I kept going back because it was it was like Greek. They're saying stuff. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I, I was trying to open my eyes wider like that was going to help me understand. And then we raised one point one million dollars from investors from learning the system of raising money. And so I think people just get stopped in their, their limitation, or I don't have this, or I don't have that. Go get it. It's right at our fingertips. Now right. there's never been a time where, I, where are you in the world? You're overseas. You're I'm in, in Spain. Spain, right? So we, in 2000, unless we were in the same country, there's no way like some event, you know, old school. Now I'm like, okay, I can, I can talk to you and you're in Spain and I'm in California and it's, you know, we truly have a global economy. So if you don't know, go get the answer, right? Benjamin Franklin said, take the coins from your purse, invest them in your mind and your mind will fill your purse overflowing. Mm. So education, like I don't have a formal education, but I have an education. Like I have a world, I have spent millions of dollars on my education, yeah. right? I don't have a piece of paper that says I did that, but I have the results in my business. 
And so you have to look at, especially in this economy, what can I learn and what can I implement, right? Uh, to me, I would take a class and implement it the next day. I would read a book and implement it the next day, right? To go, I need new clients. I'm going to put a referral program together. I need, you know, whatever I needed. Then I, <laughs> I just love it because I think, you know, have you always been somebody who doesn't overthink? Because that's what I'm hearing. Like you don't overthink. You just have an idea. You go find the information and you bloody do it. You don't mind not being good at it right from the start. So you're, you're, and I think that's crucial. Like that's everything to be okay, to not be good at something right from the beginning and to be, you know, have a go yeah. anyway and learn what you need to learn. Have you ever, like, is that something that you've always had or? I've always had it. I've always just went, you know, and the blessing in being in a big family is we didn't have allowance. I didn't even know allowance was real, right? I didn't, mm. My girlfriend said, I just got cut off. Like we're, we're in our 20s. Cut off from what? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, cut off from what? She's like, my parents are not paying my rent. They're not paying my car payment. They're not paying my insurance. What am I going to do? I'm like, your parents paid for that? <laughs> She's like, yeah, they did. I'm like, you consider yourself lucky because my parents stopped paying for anything at 12. You wanted something, you go got a, you went and got a job, right? So I've always worked, you know, from 12 years old, cleaning houses, babysitting, right? Mowing lawns, washing windows, whatever it took. Because if I wanted anything, and then with six girls, I wanted my own underwear, right? So, <laughs> yeah. I'm it was simple. I just want my own underwear, right? My own clothes. I don't want to share any, I don't want to share clothes. So at a young age, right, I just figured out how to work and I had to be creative, right? Because we weren't in a wealthy community. We're an impoverished community. So it's not like you had a lot of money around you. And I didn't know enough to go outside of my community and go to a different community. And neither did my parents, right? My parents were blue collar workers. Nobody's an entrepreneur, but we're all entrepreneurs because my dad made us. You want something, go earn money. You can have whatever you want. Just go earn it. Oh, okay. I can have whatever I want. I'm going to go earn it. So as a kid, it was hard, but as an yeah. adult, it's such a blessing. It's gold. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's fascinating. I think that's, that's something that so often stops people that think of like, Oh, you know, I don't have support and I can't do. And, and that whole, well, what if I don't get it right? Well, of course you won't get it right the first time now, right? You know, just, right. You know, because you have to take that first step to even have a chance of getting it right. Yes. Mm. So, so <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. So how many times have you pivoted industry? Um, so uh, I was in the beauty industry, went into the training company, then owned a technology company, owned a publishing company, and then started coaching entrepreneurs. And so that was really, I've been coaching entrepreneurs since 2002, right? From outside of the beauty industry. And how I got into that industry is you would come up to me at an event because I was teaching at this millionaire's forum, but I was teaching systems. And they're like, will you coach me? I'm like, I know nothing about your business. I just know about this <laughs> industry. And they're like, we don't care. We want you as our coach. I'm like, let me repeat myself. I don't know anything about your business. They're like, we don't care. We want you. You know enough about business. So here was my strategy. I'm like, I'm going to charge them double. Then they're not going to want me. I'll charge them double. And they're like, yes. And they signed the contract. And I'm like, shit, I got to figure out how to do work this business, right? From attorneys to doctors to 
graphic designers to automobile companies to um, hardware companies. It was such a huge learning. But what I realized was business is business is business. There's some, there's some, you know, cost of goods, there's percentages of profits, there's percentage of gross profit, there's industry standards in every industry. So once I figured that out, I would just go online. What are the industry standards? And I've always started with the money. The money is the blueprint. How much money do you want to make? And let's work backwards and figure out what do we need to sell, right? So every month there's a plan. I find people can manage units or they can manage dollars. So the units are how many things do you need to sell? I was to tell me how many things I need to sell. So my $400, I'm like, I need three clients and I'll hit $400, right? Versus going, oh, I got to make $400 or $1,000 or, and the bigger you go, if you want to do a million dollars, you're like, I got to sell $100,000 a month. That's scary for people. But if I said, sell 10 things, oh, I can sell 10 things. (laughs) So I've created all these spreadsheets to simplify for myself. And my clients would go, can I have that spreadsheet? I'm like, I am not a CPA or accountant. This is my rogue spreadsheet to help me, my entrepreneur brain, my creative brain to produce the result. So our financial projections, we have an average ticket worksheet. We have how many qualified clients do you need to get in the door to hit your numbers? Like everything I needed to put the formula together, right? I had a friend put together all the spreadsheets for me. Here what it, here's what I needed to do but I need it simple. Cause when I would meet with CPAs or accountants, it was like Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> it's like, just tell me how much I need to sell. That's all I need to know. I don't need to know all this other stuff. Right? So Now, of course I can look at the whole picture, but back then it was like, what do I need to sell? Right. So that we're all paid the way we want to be paid. We're making the money that we want to make. We have the profitability that we want. Right. So it, it definitely was a journey. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I guess there was one thing that, that um, like when I first got into software, there was also like, oh my God, I know nothing about all, you know, and what turned out, what I thought was my biggest drawback or disadvantage turned actually to be out to be the biggest gift because you can see things from an angle that, you know, and I think that's probably what I could definitely see how, even if you're new in that industry, just the fact that you're not in that and doing it like everybody else does like give yeah. them this outside perspective is actually more valuable but what i'm hearing and everything you're saying is like you're like a learning machine like you're the master learning learner right i love education yeah and if you would have said as a kid i hated school but i well, love it but school and education probably not the same thing is it? Different thing, right i mean i was a BC student, but I I didn't love it, right? It wasn't fun for me, but I crave education. If I don't know something, I'm going to learn it tonight, right? So I don't, I don't want to wait to figure this out, right? Who can I call? Who can guide me? What YouTube video, what class can I buy? What can I do to understand? How do you go about starting to, to, to immerse yourself in, in something new? Um, So what I do is first I look at where is the breakdown in my business, where is the hole in my business, where, what do I need to fix, right? So what's not working? And then I start researching, Google, we we call it GTS, Google that shit. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'll start Googling, I'll, I'll, I'll download the free downloads, I consume that, and then I find someone that really resonates with my message. 
right, to go, they have integrity, they're really committed to the result, they're committed to their student, right, because pe there's people who are selling stuff and there's people who are committed to your growth, right, and there's a lot of charlatans in our business, you know that, there's a lot of people that say they can do stuff versus people who can do stuff, and so I do my due diligence to find, are they a right connection for me, right, are they the kind of teacher I need, right, that can really help me implement it. Um, and then I'll sign up for their program. Now I'll sign up for their program, um, their lower end program, and then build my way up to go, is this the right coach for me, for my team so that we can have the result that we want? You know, and I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars wrong, right? But that also as an educator taught me, what do I need to do with my programs, right? Mm -hmm. To yep. For our ideal avatar, right? Our ideal client. Um, how do I make it easier? How do I get them to do the work, right? Because there's the statistic, 90% of people that buy online programs never finish them. Well, I don't, I don't want that to be the case with our program. So what are the stickiness that we put in place? So even though I spent money wrong, I still learned a lot in it, right? Oh, I, totally. I, didn't, yeah. I didn't waste that money. I took it to my own business and went, here's what I don't want, because here's what I want. And so I wish I didn't spend that money, but you know, I learned a lot. I, I think that's the best way that you can look at it. And I've been in relationships where I found in the middle of it, it's the wrong money, right? And asked for a refund, spoke up for myself and they never like it because they're the expert. I'm like, I'm sorry, it, it, what you promised and what I'm getting are two different things. And I, I want to end the financial suffering and end the suffering for both of us, right? <laughs> it's not worth it. Like being, no. able, being able to say, here's what I need and if the educator is not willing to provide that for you, it's not the right educator for you or the consultant or the coach, whatever we want to call them. Right. Yeah. yeah. Especially in the online sense. world and the online marketing world, do your due diligence, do your due yeah. diligence. But I think I, I'm also hearing that willingness to, to get it wrong, like to, and to take the lesson from that, because I think a lot of people overthink like anything because like, Oh my God, if I, I'd rather do nothing than doing the wrong thing. But then you can't know until you're actually in it. You won't, just like you said, until you're actually in the program, you often have no way of knowing whether it's right or not. So, you know, you have to take the step, you know, if you don't know. Yes. Yeah. Right, right. And I think you're the master of, of doing that. So what's on your learning list? What's coming up? What have you got planned? What's in the pipeline? Where's Susie headed now? So right now I'm really at looking at leveraging my current business, right? And I've done every model possible. This is my 10th business, right? So we're licensing uh, our program so other facilitators can teach our program because we've got some amazing teachers in the world, but they don't have the data, content, or experience behind them. So they're leveraging my data, my content, my experience, and they're phenomenal leaders and they have their own organization. And so, you know, we've got one licensee now and working with her and working out all the kinks and the bugs and how do I make her win, right? So she'll have a million dollar launch year because she's using all my technology versus herself. She would struggle for years because she doesn't know what she doesn't know. So again, I'm, I want to make the biggest impact in small businesses, the biggest impact in the world. And I can't do it alone. So it's finding those other leaders that want to do what I do right? And, but they don't have to go through that huge learning curve or all the financial mistakes, you know, all, spending all the bad money wrong. If I just do this, you get this. So that's our learning right now, which is very exciting. And so I have another company that I've just bought uh, shares in. 
doing a whole turnaround situation with that company. Um, so again, that leadership company will buy. So we're doing these relationships that are owning multiple businesses without owning the whole business. And you get to do your genius and I get to do my genius. So it really takes coaching to a whole nother level because you're building these businesses and then they're off and running. And you're like, but they are off and running because of the technology I brought in the background. So how do I get, how do I create those strategic partnerships so that we win together? I mean, I've had clients for 20 years, yeah. right? And imagine if I would have been a piece of each one of those businesses for 20 years versus just, you know, pay for hire, right? So it's looking at our model in a completely different way, mm-hmm. uh, monetizing and also making a bigger impact and a bigger difference. That's wonderful. Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I love that. So where can people go and find out more about you? Where can they connect with you? What's the base, yes, base place? Absolutely. So my name, Susie Carter, and that's C-A-R-D as in dollar or dinero, E-R. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> find me on all my social media is my name. Our website is my name. So it's Susie, S-U-S-I-E, you know, if you're just listening to this, and then Carter, C-A-R-D-E-R. Uh, again, dollar and dinero. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will ever forget that. Well, that's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> I'm going to giggle about that every time I see your name now. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you so much. There was so much gold in this episode. I'm so glad you had the time, made the time to come and, and join me today. Thank you. And I really look forward to following, you know, what's coming up for you. Yeah, thank you. And I thank you so much for being such a leader and being willing to bring hosts, you know, people together like myself to be able to make a bigger difference. I'm proud of you and I love working with you. You're an amazing gift. Thank you so much. See you soon. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe and leave a review to help others find it. If you are a coach, speaker or author, a passionate big picture thinker with a vision and you want to build an online business to reach and impact more people, go to passionbusinesspodcast.com and download a free copy of my book, Taming the Tech Monster. And join my free community, Don't Just Learn, Create, Business Building for Mavericks to connect with others on the same path. That's passionbusinesspodcast.com. I'll speak to you soon.